Hey everyone, my name is Mohamed Asadullah and you're listening to the Freelance Canada podcast. Today, more Canadians than ever are starting a freelance business and earning their financial freedom in the process. On this show, I interview Canadian freelancers and industry experts about the latest trends, ideas, and strategies that can help you accelerate the growth of your business. If you've been enjoying the show, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. On the show today, I'm going to talk to Candicia John. Candicia is the founder of Toronto Curly Girl Meetup, an event that celebrates and educates people about how to grow and enjoy their natural curly hair. Candicia is also the founder of Curly Prints, an apparel line that gives representation to all curls through a variety of prints and designs. In this episode, Candicia and I talk about how Canadian freelancers can start multiple businesses that propel each other. So let's get to it. Let's get started. How are you feeling? I feel good, actually. I feel really, really good. <laughs> All right. So let's get started by understanding what do you do as a freelancer? I own two businesses. So the businesses kind of work together because they're kind of along the same theme. So the first one is Toronto Curly Girl Meetup, which is an annual event out in Toronto. And it's basically where many women can come out once a year, learn all about curly hair care. We get industry experts, influencers in the building to do a panel discussion, answer popular questions. We also have a marketplace during the event. So lots of local brands, especially Black-owned brands, they come out and they sell their products, whether it's hair care, beauty, wellness related. We create a platform for them. And then there's just a lot of food, music, you know, just a whole bunch of fun stuff. So that is our first business. We actually just pivoted because, you know, with everything that's happening with COVID, you know, we can't have events, but we pivoted into the e-commerce space. So we actually sell hair products and wellness and beauty from women of color and specifically their brands would be catering again to the natural hair community or just to beauty and wellness. So we house their brands under our big umbrella and we sell their products. So that's been a new venture for us. And then Curly Prince, which is an apparel company, its slogans and its its basis is around, again, men and women with curly hair and just celebrating how unique and how diverse the community is. So we've been in operation for, I want to say about 10 months now, so almost a year. And we're just super excited to keep expanding and keep growing with the brand. Awesome. And I also do influencing as well, which I forgot to add. But I do product reviews. I specifically started with curly hair reviews. So again, just kind of keeping with the theme. And I do beauty and lifestyle content as well. Okay, so I'm going to summarize back to you. Mm -hmm. There's the Toronto Curly Girl Meetup, Mm -hmm. which now also has an online store. There Mm -hmm. is the Curly Prince Apparel. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you're also doing influencing. Yes, that's correct. And what did I miss? I think you pretty much caught everything. I mean, like Toronto Curly Girl Meetup just has like the e-commerce store now. But it doesn't necessarily have a name to it. But yeah, but you got it all correct, though. <laughs> so what happened to the meetup? Like, I understand COVID happened. And then what happened? 
Yeah. So with everything that was happening with COVID, we kind of put a damper on things. But then, you know, as we're getting into stage three, usually our events are anywhere between 100. Last year, we had about almost 150 people in the building. So because of those types of numbers, and we were doing our analytics, and we were expecting more people this year, just for health and safety and stuff, we figured, you know what, we're going to take a pause on that. We definitely thought about doing it online. But I think the schematics of it and trying to put that together was something that we really didn't expect. And again, like online events and stuff have been huge, again, because of everything that's happening with COVID. But I think to the scale that we wanted it to go and with all of our other projects that were coming out with both of our businesses, unfortunately for a team of two, (laughs) it was a lot to handle. So we decided that, you know what, we'll just take a break on that and we'll just resume next year. Got it. And who is the other two of this team of two? (laughs) Yeah. So the second person is Camilla. She's actually my sister. Ah. So we're, yeah. So we own Curly Prince as well as Toronto Curly Girl Meetup together. So we're kind of this family powerhouse. (laughs) And um, she does all of our social media marketing, our email marketing. She does customer service. Honestly, whenever I'm not sleeping, she's probably like, she's doing everything. I'm more kind of the accounting, the back end, the updating of the website, the schematics, the administrative work is more on me because I like to do that stuff, the taxes, which is not fun. Um, But I still do that part. And then my sister does more of the, again, the social media marketing and, you know, those things. And how did that come about? Were you two just like, hey, we're sisters, we should start doing freelance work together? Or like, we, hey, we both have curly hair, let's do something about it. Yeah. So at the time, I was just doing my influencing and I had just started and she just was in her marketing degree at the time. And she really wanted to understand the world of influencer marketing and stuff because it was so new. So I decided, you know what, like, why not test it on me? Like, I don't see why not. We're in the same house. Why not? So she was like responsible for my sponsorship emails, like keeping me on track in terms of like my posting schedules and all that stuff. And then I had spoken to her and I was like, you know what, as an influencer, I would love to go to, you know, different events and stuff. But a lot of what was in my niche, the events were over the border. So, you know, like Essence Fest, the BET Awards, the World Natural Hair Show, Curl Fest, all of those things were like New York and further down south. And I was like, you know what, I would love to go, but, you know, obviously it's expensive for you to go, especially if you're not on their radar, you're not on their PR, and you're just kind of going there just to kind of get a feel. But it was very expensive to do all those events, you know, in one year. So I was like, you know what, I wonder if there's anything like that in Toronto. And we had looked it up. And to be honest, there were like a couple, but just not on the scale that we were looking at. And I was like, just putting it out there. And I was like, you know what, Toronto should definitely have an event for curly hair women. And that's, you know, like, we kind of just thought about it. And I was like, you know what, it would be crazy if we did it together. And she's like, you know what, I don't see why not. And I was just like, all right, okay, let's put our crazy brains together and let's figure this out. So we actually put on our first event in less than three months, which was absolutely insane. But we happened to pull it off. And ever since then, you know, we've been doing it. Right. 
And how long ago was that? So we started in 2018. That was our first event was in 2018. And you obviously had a following before that. So how did you get started with your influencing or how did you get started with freelancing? Yeah. So I had started like doing the influencing. I was just kind of on the side. At the time I was still working part-time, but I was just kind of, you know, doing my nine to five and then my five to nine, my passion work, which was more, you know, the influencing. And then again, trying to add more projects and add more companies to, you know, my, I guess my register. It's definitely been something that I've added alongside. But yeah, it's definitely kind of just kind of evolved on its own. I don't really think I really had like a start moment where I was like a light bulb went off and I was like, you know what, I should just quit my job and just completely, you know, do this freely. Um, It was just something I kind of just added as I was going along. And as I had business ideas, and I saw the need, especially from being an influencer and sawing where my pain point, well, my customers and my audience's pain points were creating businesses based off of pain points and kind of filling in that niche was something that I've always done. And what has been the progression of each of the different businesses? Like what came first, what came after, and how did it get added on? I suppose like that's such a terrible question. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's no problem at all. Yeah, like I think each of them actually just got added as, again, like I saw kind of a need. So the influencing definitely came first. And like I mentioned before, like wanting to go to an event as an influencer and trying to find something here in the Toronto area, that was my pain point. And then we started to do you know, polls and stuff like that on my Instagram story. And I noticed that a lot of other Toronto women were interested in something like this. So then that's when we tacked on Toronto Curly Girl Meetup. And then as the event was going on, originally Curly Prince was an old company that I had prior to. And my influencing, which my tag name is Hayes Candicia. So at the time I created merch for my influencing And it was just a print-on-demand. It was nothing quite elaborate. It was quite simple. I created all the designs myself. And then again, like a print-on-demand company was printing them out and shipping them out. But while I was doing that, I noticed that the level of quality and the time frame in terms of like from printing to shipping to, you know, the product getting to people's homes it was quite long and extensive and it definitely wasn't where I wanted the quality. So I had stopped that and completely closed down the website and everything. And I completely forgot about it for a little (laughs) bit. And then some people had brought it up again and said like, you know what, we would love to have your shirts again, or, you know, it would be really cool if you had your own branded shirts or something. And I didn't necessarily want to go back into merch for myself. But again, doing a little bit of polls and analytics and stuff like that, I noticed that that was kind of something that was wanted. And I looked at the Toronto area again, and I noticed that there wasn't companies that were doing slogans and stuff geared towards natural hair in the area. And a lot of them were mostly in the States. So again, understanding that, I again, put my crazy brain together and I talked to my sister about it. And she was like, you know what, again, why not? Like, let's do this. 
So it was kind of, I used my knowledge from my merch website, but this time, instead of doing it a print on demand, we actually have somebody who prints it out. We're in, in charge of quality. We're in charge of the shipping, the branding, everything. So we're really at the forefront of that, which I'm so happy we made that decision. And I find that our customers are way happier and overall way more pleased than when I had the merch website. And now, of course, you have the online stores and in-person meetups are, I guess, who knows when that's going to be back. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been having that store. Honestly, it's been a month now since we've had that e-commerce store. So it's very, very new to us. But we've noticed that, again, a lot of people are really enjoying it. And we're pricing or like centering the companies that we partner with. They are Canadian businesses. And One of our biggest things, especially for Toronto Curly Girl Meetup, is that we really want Canada to have a place, like our Canadians to have a home, somewhere that they can go to that they don't have to necessarily, you know, pay those shipping, like those crazy shipping prices and the duties and the taxes and, you know, all of that crazy additions to American businesses. Not saying that they're bad, but, you know, it's just sometimes that's a huge pain point, you know, for our customers. So, Again, having something that's Canadian, something that they can call their own was really important for us. And, you know, again, through my influencing, I've met so many amazing business owners and amazing hair companies, again, that are just here in the area and just in Canada in general. So because of those relationships, we've been able to partner up with them um, in this capacity. And I think it's working out really well for the past couple of months. Well, the first month. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. and. How do you define the target market for Curly Girl? So in terms of defining it, for Toronto Curly Girl Meetup, we had started out with women around, you know, the ballpark age of where my influencing was. So my audience, a lot of them are within the ages of 25 to 34. And there are women who are in professional jobs. So, you know, within that like 50,000 to 60,000 salary mark, So again, using those analytics and building our brands, we look at our analytics, if not on a daily basis, we look at them at least on a weekly basis. So we're very in tune as to, you know, who is in our radar. We do have men that are on our platform as well. So, you know, they enjoy our content as well. But again, 94% at least for right now is women. And they're again, between the ages of 25 to 34. Our second category is anywhere between 18 to the 25 mark. So yeah, like usually around that age point is where they're at. And again, it's looking back at our analytics all the time, seeing where it's shifting, seeing where our content is really getting to them and see what they're most engaging with. Um, but again, like Instagram analytics is beautiful. It helps so, so much. Even our web store analytics is great as well. We use Squarespace as our platform. So even using their analytics, again, is really key in helping us figure out where we're at in our business. So it seems that each of the businesses were a natural progression on the basis of you being an influencer for curly hair. And so you had the audience and a platform as an influencer, which led you to then host your own Curly Girl Toronto Meetup. From there, you later decided that, hey, let's spin up the Curly Prince online store again. And of course, as COVID happened, the meetup shut down, but then you moved everything online. 
and now have an e-commerce store. Have I captured that story well so far? Yeah, yeah. No, you're definitely on the ball with that for sure. (laughs) So what's been the challenges of running all of these multiple business? And yes, you aren't alone. You're working with your sister. But even then, I feel like that just adds another dynamic to all of these moving pieces. So how have you been dealing with all of this? I mean, I would love to say it's flawless, it's easy, (laughs) but you know, that would totally be a lie, especially with my personal life and still working in a a full-time atmosphere. But it's definitely been quite challenging, at least personally for myself, having to balance, you know, all the businesses and being present and making sure that things are getting done in a timely manner is challenging at times. But I think What has really, really helped my sister and myself, communication is key. So again, we kind of built a schedule where we know where each of us can kind of sit down or at least call each other if we're not in the same space and, you know, really go over like, okay, this needs to be done. This is what happened today. Just recapping and making sure that all of our tasks are being hit for the day. Obviously, if one person is going through a lot one day or is super swamped, Again, picking up where we left off and, you know, having that grace and forgiveness was definitely important when having so many businesses. But I think keeping organized and having an agenda as well as a calendar is so helpful. So right now, like I have an iPhone and my sister also has an iPhone. So we share calendars. So our business, each business has its own calendar. So we put all of our tasks on there. I know people use Trello on Monday and like, you know, all these other work platforms. But for us, we use, again, like just our simple iPhone calendars. And again, we just put our tasks on it, who's assigned to what and what time we are tentatively supposed to get it done. And, you know, at the end of our night, we just kind of recap again and make sure that, you know, if something wasn't done, we're pushing it to the next day. Or, you know, if it is being done, we're marking it as done. So we just kind of keep ourselves very, very organized. Like I said, my sister and I, we have our own like physical agendas. So that'll include like our personal lives and, you know, whatever other things we have for family and stuff. But we tend to carve out days where we just simply just take time out for ourselves. I think taking care of yourself as an entrepreneur really helps with the success of your business. And it makes those challenges a lot easier in the sense that if you're getting enough sleep, getting enough rest, feeding yourself, you know, you're exercising, whatever helps you de-stress and help rejuvenate you. So then you can work on, you know, more things or, you know, be more present in your businesses. All of that goes into helping with those challenges and making them, you know, more doable. So those are some of the things that we've done to help kind of make things easier. And in regards to the calendar system that you have, what is in those calendars? Like what kind of things are you writing down to better be able to keep track of each of the different businesses? Yeah. So like I said, like each business has its own calendar and they're actually color coded as well. (laughs) So that, I mean, it's kind of nitty gritty, but like we love it. So what we'll do, like we'll write down, like, for example, if something needs to be posted on Instagram, what day it needs to be done and what time and what type of content it is, especially for our Toronto Curly Girl Meetup, like our e-commerce store. The way that we have it structured is that each of the businesses that are partnered with us, we give them one week of like pure advertisement. So we don't mix and match the companies together just because we want each company to have their own shine. 
have their own advertisements. So they're not kind of like competing for space. So again, keeping that on the calendar for sure was something that we tend to do. Even for my influencing, again, like when to take uh, sponsored photos, when to put it out. My YouTube posting schedule is on our calendars as well. Responding to emails, especially if it's business related or meeting related, all of our meetings and stuff are also on there as well. And sometimes even little tasks like going to the store and like making sure that we have you know, like enough pens, enough highlighters. Uh, we personally like handwrite all of our thank you cards for each of the purchases for both of our businesses. So each person that orders gets a personalized note from us. So again, just making sure that we have enough supplies, our mailing supplies are all stocked. All of that goes on our calendars and stuff as well. I like that a lot. I like that there is so much transparency, which I feel would only improve the collaboration between you and your sister as well. What has been her thought process in terms of working with you and adding multiple lines of businesses? I think like she's definitely had a lot of fun with it. I think because she's more on the forefront, she's definitely more, I call her like my manager because she's, <laughs> she honestly like manages everything. <laughs> um, but you know, it's definitely been to a point where again, it's just trying to find that balance between personal and business. That's something that, you know, her and I have talked about extensively and you know, just making sure that we both take time out of ourselves because burnout is real. These things really do happen and your mental health is very important. So always doing check-ins with each other and, you know, making sure that if we're not feeling our best, again, being open and honest with that. But she loves being creative and she's such a visionary when it comes to creating content and videos and you know, keeping the content lively and upbeat and just creating new and different things. So that's her lane and she finds a lot of passion in that. So I kind of just let her have free reign and just, you know, whatever her creative heart feels like doing, then I, I let her do that. So I give her the freedom to, you know, just grow with the businesses as much as the businesses are growing with us. For Canadian freelancers that are thinking about adding another line of business, what are some of the things they should be thinking about before they add another line of business? Or maybe they already have another line of business, but now they want to expand a little bit further. Yeah, I mean, definitely, first and foremost, look at your analytics, see where your pain points are in terms of like your customers and your audience, and really cater to them. I find that a lot of businesses thrive when they're based off of servicing others and being selfless in that. If you're already, let's just put it this way. If you are trying to make a quick dollar by just adding another line of business, because this is just simply a way of making extra money for you. Personally, for me, I find that again, servicing others and knowing that this is where your passion is will get you further versus again, just adding another line of business just simply for the money. So that's one of my biggest things is to know why exactly you're doing what you're doing and why you're adding that additional line. And again, knowing your analytics to the point that you know where this is going to go in terms of, you know, who are you going to be serving? What the additional line of business is going to take? Because again, having another business, you tack on all the other administrative work. So taxes, 
legal paperwork, contracts, meetings, you know, all of that stuff. So really knowing what your schedule can allow is something that you can definitely look into as well. Adding additional help, (laughs) you know, can definitely help as well. So there's a company actually that my sister and I were looking into and they're called Tazwiz. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I think they are Toronto-based. I may be wrong on that, but it's basically kind of like a task buddy, but for your business. So they are online people who are there to help with different business tasks. So whether you need um, marketing, whether you need people to go pick up a few things um, for your business, or if you need, again, like administrative work to be done, contracts to be written, all of those things can be kind of hired out through TazWiz. So that's a website that I've kind of come in contact with. So that's kind of a, a little plug. If you are looking for extra help and you, you're not at that point that you're able to hire somebody new, just because we're all being completely honest, hiring <laughs> is a whole beast of its own, but at the same time, it's a huge financial consideration. So if you're not at that point, again, for different projects and stuff, those websites can definitely be helpful. And I think, again, like as long as you're doing it with a mindset of serving others and the quality of your customer service will stay the same, if not improve with adding an extra, you know, line of business, then I say go for it. Because again, it's your customers that who drive your business. If they are happy, they love your service, they love your quality, they're going to come back. And just treating people like people is something that my sister and I were very, very big on. Like if a customer, for example, we had somebody recently who wanted to buy one of our shirts for a friend and she didn't say what occasion it was. She just said simply it's a gift. And, you know, at the time we were completely sold out and we were dead set on not restocking until (laughs) the next season because we kind of restock as we go by the seasons which has kind of worked out for us so far. And we looked at her email. We kind of talked about it and we're like, you know what? This would be really special for her friend. So you know what? Let's just do it. So we ordered a new shirt for her. We put in an extra little card so then she can write like a happy birthday or whatever occasion it was for her friend. Extra packaging so then, you know, she can just place it in a bag for her. And, you know, just give it to her friends. So it's just those additional touches. And again, treating people the way that we would like to be treated. And again, just treating them like people, I find, again, gets people coming back and brings that customer service up to a level that's just absolutely stellar. That's very sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I just want to get back to something you mentioned, however. I do want to get back to understanding what you meant by looking into your audience. I mean, yes, I'm looking at insights into Instagram, but what specifically are certain metrics that I should be looking at to determine how to then move forward with my following and with my audience to add another line of business? Yeah. So some of the analytics that I would look into is your audience. So again, like who they are, what age group they're in, because If you're, let's just say you're catering, like a lot of your audience is within, I'm going to pick something silly, but let's just say between the ages of three to five. I mean, 
it's most likely their parents that are paying for these things. Um, but then, you know, parents, you know, they want the best for their children. So making a purchasing decision might take a little bit longer than somebody, for example, who is 18 and really into makeup. And you know, they're within that age group that they love makeup, they love Sephora, they will drop $50 for their favorite Fenty product or their favorite perfume or whatever the case is, if that's your line of business. So those kinds of metrics and stuff really kind of gives you a key in as to, you know, where your audience is and how much they're willing to spend, especially when you're looking at your demographics. Another analytic that I'll look at is simply, you know, doing polls on Instagram or Twitter, or wherever your, your social medias are, get real life feedback as to what you would like to do, suggest things like say, hey, if we were to add, let's just say like an e-commerce store or an extra, let's see, like an extra service, would this be something you're interested in? Getting that real life feedback sometimes can really, really help. Again, giving your audience options as to what you're thinking about can definitely help. Looking back at your previous businesses and see what your financial summaries are see how much you're making a month, see what your profits are already. If it's something that you see is growing and it's on an upward scale and your conversion rate on your website is doing well and you're not having a lot of abandoned carts and stuff like that. Again, looking at those types of financial summaries is things that I would look at. And again, like looking into those things and trying to see if adding an extra service would be beneficial to you financially, but also time-wise. Again, looking back at your calendar, see how much time these things are going to take. Automate as much as you can. Automation is such a beautiful thing. So again, if you don't have a lot of time, but you think you can you know, add an extra business, whether that means on the weekends, like maybe on a Saturday or a Friday, or even on a Sunday afternoon, writing all your emails and stuff for the week, if you do e-newsletters or writing out all your Instagram captions and posts and stuff on a Sunday and have an app that kind of schedules it and, you know, posts it as you go along. So then you're not tied to your computer or you're not tied to your phone (laughs) all the time can definitely free up a lot more time and it can make having a secondary business a lot easier. I think this is a great place to wrap up for today. I think there's a lot of great content here. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, no problem. As we wrap up, I'd love to know where people can find out more about you and your work online. If you want to know more about me specifically, my Instagram is at HayesCandicia. I am also on Twitter, on Pinterest, on YouTube. My YouTube channel is also HayesCandicia. My website is coming up soon. I'm kind of getting that under construction (laughs) right now. So that's going to be in the works. But in terms of my businesses, you can find Toronto Curly Girl Meetup at, you know, at Toronto Curly Girl Meetup. And we have an Instagram as well as a Facebook page. For Curly Prince, also on Instagram and Facebook, and it's at Curly Prince. And you can follow the two businesses there. And then if you want to see what my sister's up to, again, she does a lot of social (laughs) media marketing. Right now, she's actually launched or soon to be launching, hopefully by the time this episode's up. She'll be launching her business coaching platform. So I'm super excited for her. So she's going to be offering courses and, you know, mentoring new business owners about social media marketing, launching strategies, and, you know, things like that. So if you want to follow her, 
right now her Instagram page is at Camilla John, but the O in John is a zero. <laughs> so you can um, follow her there and hopefully she should have the link to her brand new platform and stuff on her on that profile. Amazing. Well, Candicia, thank you so much for this opportunity to learn from you. I mean, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak on these things and to be on your podcast. This is amazing. And I hope everybody that listens is inspired and, you know, hopefully learns something. Well, that's our show for today. If you like Freelance Canada, then be sure to subscribe to our newsletter by visiting FreelanceCanada.fm. You'll get access to all of my personal notes, as well as book recommendations about the topics discussed in the episode. Now, you will not find any of this on our website, so be sure to subscribe if you don't want to miss out. As with most podcasts, you can listen to every episode through Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It would mean a lot if you could leave us a five-star review. It would mean even more if you shared our podcast with another freelancer so it can help them in their journey too. Finally, if you're tired of leaving money on the table because you don't know which of your expenses you can write off, then sign up for Benji. You can start your 90-day free trial by visiting betterwithbenji.com because freelance life is better with Benji. Thanks for listening.